really exciting. Rude swing. Espy? I'm Batman. I am the priest. Welcome to Superstitious and Cowardly, a Batman podcast for the Warness All. I am John Pfeiffer. John, are those uh, mint cookies over there? I'm, I'm Chris Winnia. Ryan is out. He's with the other Girl Scouts of America selling Thin Mints. I hope those girls get their trip to um, to Aruba. They deserve it. They work so hard. All right. So what are we going to... John, why don't you ask me what we're going to be talking about today so I can tell you. What are we going to do today? Today we have three stories from the world's finest heroes. First is from Superman, the first series. 76, May 1952, The Mightiest Team in the World. Then... From World's Finest Comics 88, May 1957, Superman and Batman's Greatest Foes. And finally, from World's Comic number 142, in June 1964, The Composite Superman. Why are you shaking your head? Because it's World's Finest. What did I say? World's Comics. Well, it's the World's Finest. That's okay. I messed up uh, last episode and I had to put a buzzer in there to tell everybody I was wrong. And before we get started with uh, Superman 76, what did you think about the current relationship with Batman and Catwoman? Like right now they're claiming that they're going to get married and everything's going to be fine. This being comic books, I I'm pretty sure that's not the case. How many times has Batman or Bruce tried to get married that doesn't happen? Well, he actually got married to Talia. I know that for a fact in the 70s. But that was like when continuity was like, no, shut up about it. And so they annulled that. He was going to get married to Silver St. Cloud in the 80s. But she was just like, oh, fuck this noise and ran away. Then um, there was his first fiance. I think she actually was going to get married to her a couple times, actually. Like if you've ever seen. um, Wasn't there like a Grant Morrison run that he almost got married to her? No, not really. Okay. Then there was. Kevin Smith, I'll get well soon. Um, he did like you're not gonna bad mouth him this time. Well, he did an awful one where their relationship was just based on sex, where like she got stabbed at the end, and then it was like, oh, in six months we're gonna finish it. Where like seven years later, and that never happened. It's fine. It was shit. It's not a big deal. Um, we're definitely gonna look at it though. He might have almost got married to Vicky. I think there's been a couple of them. That there's like, this golden like, age girlfriend, which I think she was technically fiance. We saw her a couple times, yes. and then she just. She went away, and that was it. Yeah, because they never. It's kind of like it's a good thing she didn't. He didn't slap a ring on um, Gordon's finger because we'd never would have seen him again either. I'm sorry, uh, my first lady person. I can't remember her name. I have a young boy at my house now. There's no time for women. Julie Madsen. I think it was a Julie who showed up in Batman and Robin, the feature film, where George Clooney says that he played Batman as gay, which is basically his way of saying like back in the nineties, like. Yeah, I wasn't trying. So, no, I, was, I didn't do a shit performance. I was just trying to do the character in a different way. No, he, was, he wasn't that good. Like, no, you, you, Val were, you were shit. Val Kilmer's a step up from you. He could, one, never, he could one time. never get away with saying that today, could he? was like, oh, I did bad in that movie. That's because I was playing him as gay. It's like, no, that's, that's unfortunate. Actually, Val Kilmer's going to be at a Motor City Comic Con in, in May. So, T and I are going to go. And I'm like... Do I want to pay to get a picture of Val Kilmer? I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. He seems... No, no, he's not. I heard he was. You've never heard... I've heard he's like an asshole. Oh, he's super nice on Reddit. 
Okay, maybe he's like calm. I've always heard he's an asshole, but like at the he's, same he's time. like a regular moderator. There's like an ongoing AMA that's been going on for a very long time, like months and months and months, maybe even longer than that. And he'll just pop in every once in a while, answer a couple questions, go back out. He's a moderator for some like movie facts subreddit, and he's always like he might be hopefully calm down because everything I've heard about him from that standpoint. He seems very nice. I suppose I'm thinking of like uh, Island of Dr. Monroe where he was going through a divorce and he was just like an asshole and just had sex with a bunch of people. You ever have have you ever seen like the documentary on that movie? It's great. It's better than the shit movie. <laughs> the director got fired. This doesn't make any sense to the podcast, but the director got fired from the the picture, right? And they were all like filming on some island. So he would go he like snuck his way onto the film as an extra. And he would just like experience like in like full makeup. They like make up him up, and like he was just wandering around as an extra on set. Is that the peak of Val Kilmer to you, or like my peak for Val Kilmer is Willow? My favorite Val Kilmer movie, I think, is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay, now you're just schooling me on Val Kilmer. No, movies. I mean that's like it. And the deleted scene from Batman Forever where he like looks at a giant bat. Man, that movie's weird. Anyway, it is a weird movie. I wonder if we're gonna talk about it. We are not. Let's move on to Superman 76, the mightiest team on Earth. That was a good cookie. (laughs) So, Superman and Batman. Batman and Superman. The dawn of justice, some would say. What are our thoughts on these two? They're good separately. Exactly. (laughs) I've always, um, I think the best way to read comics, which is the way that you can't, is to read them as if the other heroes don't exist. Like, kind of like how like Mike Grell wrote Green Arrow yeah. in the 80s, and like Animal Man's pretty much on his own in his in his story. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Animal Man does show up with Justice League gear up a couple times, though. But And uh, doesn't Grell like, keep going to Warlord? And being think, like, hey, somebody said but, that you were being n- a Warlord because I look exactly like you because Mike Grell can't draw. They tone it down considerably. Like, Black Canary's technically there. She doesn't, I mean, it's pretty much just her being Diana. So I don't think she really tries to be Black Canary too much in the book, as far as I've read. But well, she doesn't have the, she the Canary call. Stuff. Like, yeah, things happen. Through unfortunate means, we'll just say. If, if you're curious about the 80s Mike Grail run, uh, read Hunter's Moon. And then if you like that. Shouldn't you read Longbow Hunters? Longbow Hunters, sorry. Probably Longbow first. Hunters. Hunters Moon, I think, is the first volume after Longbow Hunters. Okay. It deals with the fallout. Yeah. Very good, but you need to be willing to accept that this is somehow a grittier version. I think that's kind of fair. Like a weird 80s Chuck Norris action movie gritty version. So it was done in the late 80s, I'm assuming? It was made in the 80s, but it was, yeah. It was, it's very much like that weird, like, that time period, like action kind of a thing, but at the same time, it's it's a good story. So we got off track pretty quick. We sure did. Um, so Batman, actually, it's kind of, I always think that Batman operates better if you assume that there's nobody super powered in like the world. Like Gotham gets decimated by a um, earthquake, right? No man's land. Well, Superman, the Flash, and like Greenlander could, uh, Green Arrow could probably like fix it up in what, 15 seconds? Superman and the Flash together would probably do most of the work. Well, he'd be doing some of the lifting with his little uh, pincher. (laughs) Hey, guys, uh, it's Kyle here. You guys need some help? Um, I just just met Bino Excellente, and uh, there is a a Hitman (laughs) crossover where it is implied that he gets raped by somebody. Kyle? Oh, the look on your face was great. 
Trigger warning, everybody. Sorry, spoilers, spoilers. But no, like, No Man's Land, like, Superman shows up, and they try to do a reason why Superman would be a bad. Mm. Like, he tried to, like, help from, like, a ground level type thing, and it just wasn't working. But realistically, they could probably rebuild the whole city, and like, they could probably, like... This could be a Justice League endeavor. They could clean it up. They could fucking, like, put it into anybody. space and throw it into the sun, for God's sakes. I don't think that fixed it. I think this breaks well, it No, it fixed a lot of things. So, DC started publishing their um, the world's finest comics at some point, which I haven't done the research that I usually do on these things. And they went okay. They had separate stories for quite a while. And then they decided just to make the story a team-up book. All right. So it was like one story was Batman, one story was Superman, yes. and then it was just combined into a book. Yeah, right? it was basically like, hey, these are your two favorites. Kind of like all uh, the same old Justice Society. Like everyone had their own kind story of, but kind of got together at the they end. They didn't get together in the oh, end. Right. It was just separate stories. And then sometime before World's Finest Comics 88, because obviously we're reading one of those that they teamed up at, they decided just to make it a team-up book. It works better that way. And know. it lasted for quite some time. Well into the 80s, at least, I believe. Probably. I really wish I had done some research on this one. <laughs> I haven't been feeling well. I do apologize, listeners. So we have our first team-up ever of the two. You know, outside of, like, the Justice Society, we're just like, hey, we're here, too. Yeah, but it's really... When I was trying to do the character cavalcade stuff, like, I was looking at team-up books and team-up stories and everything, and I was like, okay, there's Aquaman, and there's Flash, and there's... John's going to yell at you for hitting that mic. I am going to help myself. There's Aquaman, there's Wonder Woman, there's Flash, hey, there's Green Arrow, and Martian Manhunter, and then where the fuck is Superman and Batman? Like, I didn't realize, like, they weren't even in... Just a, just like America books on a regular basis until, you know, at least a few issues later. Yeah, because they got their own while. book. They got yeah. their own books. I mean, between them, they each had three, and they shared one of them. So let's look at their first team-up, which is the mightiest team on Earth. Which, you know, Superman's so overpowered that really anybody with Superman just makes them the mightiest team-up on Earth, right? I mean, I'm just going to, like, paraphrase the story now, and then we can pick apart all the... All the miscellaneous stuff that we want to pick apart that we that we usually do, but the story is basically Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne are both going to happen to go on a cruise. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bat Baby's back. <laughs> I'm going to talk talk like this the whole time. Oh no, Robin, look out! That bad man has gotten them into some situations. <laughs> Couldn't even think of a joke. <laughs> they go on a cruise at the same time. A crime happens on the pier. They realize that the criminal must have gone onto the boat to t- to hide the way the diamonds and to get away. And then the whole issue, they're trying to find the guy. This is a pretty lame story for these two really big like heavy hitter characters to go on. Like this should just be a Robin story that's tacked on to a detective comics and that's it. It was a Robin story. It was called The First Appearance of Catwoman. So without further wrong. So without further ado, let's look at the mightiest team on earth. We open up our cover as we always do with a scene that didn't really happen in the um, book, where Lois, apparently on top of a burning building, is about to get gra- hooter grabbed by Batman, and Superman's rushing to say, "That's what it looks like, though." It, doesn't it is. It? I mean, she's on the building, obviously in peril. Superman jumps, uh, is flying to save her, and then Superman or Batman's trying to swing over to her. But where's his? Where's his bat rope tied to? Like, it's just like, it's connected to nothing. It's in the air. 
If she keeps get, if he keeps going too, he's gonna knee her right in the jimmies. I, it's a weird angle. I mean, it's not like the it's not the weirdest proportions. It's just like if they just move placement just a little bit. And I really wish I I really wish they would have shown like what that bat rope is hooked to because right now it's just like a magical rope that's not connected to anything. Speaking of magical ropes, on the first page we have Batman swinging another magical rope in front of a fucking train. Yeah, this is like a super mega train. It's like three stories tall. Batman stopping it. Lois is caught on the tracks because she can't. It's a get super her... comet train. <laughs> but Lois is stuck on the tracks because her shoe got uh, stuck and she doesn't want to lose it, so she's just there. Like, okay, the train has nothing to do with the rest of the issue whatsoever. And again, that rope, this is hooked to nothing. This is... Is it sad that the only, like, reference to somebody getting their foot caught like that was from, like, a Doctor Who serial from the 70s that I could think of? That's like It's happened a lot, right? It's like the third Doctor Who thing you told me about today, yeah. All right, let's go on. All right, so... I've been shamed. It's night. Robin and Batman stop the, the city, last. This damn city, it bleeds for justice. Robin and Batman, because I'm going to put Robin as front runner in this. You'll see why later. Come together and stop like the last criminal in Gotham. Right now, come together right now over this criminal. Justice uh, League on Blu-ray this week. Go. They talk to Gordon after stopping this criminal. It's like, well, that's the last criminal in Gotham. You guys can go on vacation. That's the last. That's not how crime works. It's like, yeah, no, people do that all the time. If it was this easy to cl- clear Gotham of crime, why do you need to be Batman anymore? Just, just stop. Also, it's like, thanks, Gordon. That's your fucking job, though. This is just our hobby. I can go on vacation whenever the fuck I want. I don't need your permission. How's your pipe smoking going, you old bastard? And he just smacks it off the roof. All right, so they've stopped crime. Bruce is gonna. Uh, Go on a cruise. Robin's gonna go. Who cares? Because no, he's gonna visit his relatives. Yeah, it's like why aren't they with him? Why in the first aren't place? you being? Why did Bruce adopt you if you have relatives? Why are you his ward? Like you have actual family. Why is he keeping you from this? And meanwhile, Superman has done has finished uh, taking a full dinosaur skeleton to a museum, and is like, oh, I guess I can go on vacation now. It's shit like this that makes us wish that we were a Superman podcast from the fifties because he just. Tore the roof off a museum, found dinosaur bones, and threw and put, them in the museum And then put again. the roof back on. But I don't think he actually secured anything, so all he needs is a strong wind, and that thing's coming down. But he, Superman's like, you know what? I've, I've done my work for a while. I'm going to go on a cruise. And he's talking with he's Lois. He's his like, time, and he wants out. He, he, he's talking with Lois. I'm full of them today, Jesus. He's talking to Lois, but the thing is, like, I'm going to go on a cruise, and she's not... She's your, they're implying they're dating right now. Yeah, they're dancing. They're, they're definitely dating right now. Why isn't she going with him? Like, wouldn't you go on a vacation with your significant other if you had one? Like, I, I don't understand that. I actually well, know. Well, as we'll learn in this story with Lois, you know where her tickets are going? Cuckberg. But it's weird. Like, why Life would you take is a- full of betas here in Cuckberg. Uh, it's everywhere I go anymore. It's one of those things that the internet has taken way too far. So the so next much day, so that it's infected us by saying it pretty much every issue now. So Lois wanted to say bye to Clark. Like she got on the boat and then left. Like if this was modern day, they wouldn't be like, you can't go past checkout. Like you don't have a ticket to this boat. How the would they police that? that? Th- taking tickets at the front and not letting anyone through. Yeah, I know. How would they police what she did, I meant. 
they wouldn't know that she was still on the boat. It makes no sense. And while she's saying bye to Clark, Bruce and Clark both find out that, like, hey, sorry, we oversold the rooms. You're going to bunk with another person. And Clark's enough of a beta that I'm like, okay, he'll accept this no matter what. We got to stop that. But here's the thing. Bruce Wayne is still, like, very rich socialite playboy guy. Like, he probably why- owns the boat. He could buy the boat right now and be like, no, I'm getting a different room. I'm the captain now. I get this room. But instead, he's like, yeah, I guess I'm rooming with this guy from Metropolis. Like, why would you? Why would either of you accept it? Uh, Clark's personality dictates that he has to, but Bruce's doesn't. Like, it makes Not really. If anything, he should be pissed. Um, I wasn't going to mention this at the end, but they, um, they remade this story in like... Probably 2005. Oh, the yeah, Jeff the Jeff Loeb, Loeb thing where, like, the, the Batman Superman, the, the other people, and, like, that's they play that up, like, huge. Yeah, they had uh, Slade on it, and they were making fun of Deadpool. The they, they put, like, the Slade from another universe, the, see, which was obviously Deadpool, that they just did story. Name. This story's biggest contribution is that it gave somebody inspiration to make a much better story years later. Well, I mean, DC did make a lot of money and a feature film off of Batman and Superman, so... Save Martha! So while Clark and uh, Bruce are trying to come to grips, like, okay, we can't let the other person find out that I am who I am, a fire breaks out off on the pier. And while the fire breaks out, they basically, like, are changing in the dark, hoping the other one doesn't see them. And then a light from the fire shines through, and they're both like, oh, you're Batman. Oh, you're Superman. You want to kiss? It's like you don't. You're not going to knock one of the other persons out. Both of you are very well trained at doing that, and they shouldn't have any qualms about it. They're like, I can knock this person out safely. That's, I've seen them say that those things before. Uh, it's really weird. Like, you mind if I shut this light off? Yeah, I could go to bed. You still have to change. Like, there's a whole routine when someone goes to bed. It should be like 20 minutes later. You're shutting that light What's off. What's that noise? I'm uh masturbating. Yeah, that's it. So they rush to the. So fire. you're doing it wrong. <laughs> they rush to the fire. They stop it. Some guy that was wearing an asbestos suit was trying to uh, steal a shipment of diamonds, and he used the fire as an uh, as a distraction. Doesn't he just steal one diamond? He st- it's a plot point later on. He steals one diamond. No, they, He's put so much work into that one diamond. They said it was a shipment of diamonds, but it was a small shipment because he fits it into... We'll see what he fits it into later, but it wasn't a huge shipment either. Like, his butt. It, <laughs> insurance would have covered that. Like Why they're on this case in the first plot place insurance. is... Why the case in the first place is really dumb. But they stop the fire. They save Lois. She's so like, was wow. like, wow, what a scoop. I better get into this fire. Batman's really And interview great. it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how she got You were here a second that. ago, everybody. How's this fire doing? Well, we're fire, so. It's just, it's really dumb. So they realize, uh, Bruce and Superman and Batman realize that the criminal isn't on the pier anymore. And he's most likely on the boat. So they go back to the boat. And let Lois at the same time is like, I'm going to go on the boat, and I'm, this is going to be my story. So they put another kink into the whole plan. And now they've realized, like, okay, I'm going to have to pretend, Clark, I'm going to have to pretend to be sick. And Bruce is like, I'll pretend to watch over you. Why can't you both be sick? Like, why, why, is, why does Bruce have to do anything? Bruce watching over, yeah, Bruce can just be on his own. The fact that he's, like, watching over him makes it just seem like there's something going on. Also, what is he gonna do? Uh, are you sick? Get better. If you're, I mean, if you're still sick, get better. If you want to put some distance between the idea that either of them are their superhero counterpart, you can both be sick, 
or one of you can be sick. But the fact that you're both in a room and only one of you sick, and the other one's just staring at the other one lovingly, uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And when they when uh, Lois hears this excuse because she wants to go on the do this whole report on this story that she shouldn't care about. It's a random robbery. It does not matter in the grand scheme of Metropolis News. She slams the door and it's like, fine, whatever, be sick. Like, it's Clark's fault that he got sick. Like, she's really just shaming him, like, really bad. Yeah, she's not a good girlfriend. And meanwhile, Superman's like, hey, Batman, can you try to put the moves on Lois to distract her? I don't want her getting caught up in this case. Why? Because that's like Superman's whole MO at this point. Is this some weird like 90s, 2000s comedy? Like, okay, you got to pretend to be into her, but not really be into her. Oh, and it totally By the end is. of the movie, they're into each other. I don't yeah, know. this would be like a fucking episode of Friends or something. Yeah, very... I, and I've never seen Friends. <laughs> You're not wrong. A lot of people in costumes in Friends. Uh, no, but the whole unnecessary plot point thing happens quite a bit. Does Joey pick up a, um, entire sea vessel and then scan everybody with his x-ray vision, which would make most of the people sterile, by the way? That was going to be my next point. So they're trying to find this robber, and they're like, okay, we'll scan the ship, and I should be able to find the diamonds. He can't see anything, and he not- he notices, like, no no diamonds, no shipment. Obviously, there's going to be lead on the ship at certain points, so that not, like, a little a little piece of lead hiding a spot in the ship isn't enough to draw his attention. So it's not like there's a room made out of lead that he can just find and search for. So there's no hint of this, this diamond shipment. And... While he's searching, he does find a guy that has a gun. The fact that they don't stop the guy with the gun and search him or talk to him or do anything is astounding. He's just like, I'm a worker on the ship and I work on some of the lines and like a bunch of like technical jargon. But as Batman notes, he doesn't have working shoes. He's got like some weird like regular business. Also, he's covered in asbestos. Yeah, asbestos will say. By the way, that's not just a, just a slight step back. When the guy started the fire and he's wearing his asbestos suit, asbestos suit to save him from the fire, it's like, yeah. But guess what? You're going to be calling one eight hundred mesothelioma in a couple of years. Like this isn't like the safest thing for you at all. Yeah, try to enjoy the rest of your judge duty while thinking about that. <laughs> so the whole time they're basically trying to find this guy, and they can't find him. And for some reason, Lois asks or uh, Batman to do some acrobatics at a dance show well we kind of skipped over it but like he's basically like you know how we're just in a room telling us each other our plans let's go dressed as batman and superman outside and then keep talking about plans and was like why don't you act like lois is like super cute because she is so don't do anything with her she's mine but like make it so that she's distracted by paying more attention to her so she'll pay more attention to you which doesn't really add up what i don't understand is why couldn't because the way this whole thing goes down is they would have been more effective just being like Clark and Bruce. Like that that would have been the most effective thing they could have done. Like all Superman does in this, besides lift the boat up, is uh scan the ship before before the last bit of the story anyway. He could have just scanned the ship by walking around as Clark. Like no one would have known there's x ray beams coming out of his eyes. Why not just Yeah, they would have, because when he does it, it goes But they would have been so much more effective as as the regular selves. So at a certain point they're like, we can't find anything. And the work the maintenance worker that uh Batman talked to earlier has sabotaged the ship. And Sabotage. Sabotage. And he's gonna take Lois Don't say as, it like that, it sickens me. <laughs> he's gonna take Lois as a uh hostage just a in hot case. 
hostage because he likes fire. And the helicopter comes and they get out of there. He had a helicopter ready. Those diamonds are not worth this. Like, it's a false economy around it. It's a whole, like, industry. They don't mean anything. But he, he sabotaged the ship before he left. So, basically, if Superman doesn't hold on to the ship, for some reason, it's just going to sink or something. Like, they don't really There's a storm it. coming and they can't, like, maneuver through it, I think. Yeah, but you could just stay there in, in place. Like, this is not, like, the biggest storm or whatever that one movie is. Like, there's no reason for it. So, because Superman has to hold the ship... He throws Batman at the helicopter and hopes he makes it and not over. He doesn't get chewed up like a Thro- piece throw of the meat. blades like a it's a blender. <laughs> and of course, Batman says, "Well, this is traveling." Robin would have loved this. He loves putting that boy in danger. He loves putting that boy on a spot where he can just take on a full-grown man. And this whole time, and so they, he gets onto the helicopter. Knocks their heads together like knocks their heads stooges. together like coconuts, like so much coconut. And uh, the guy won't shoot him, and we'll find out why in a minute. And the whole time, Lois has been wanting that bad dick because she's trying to drive a wedge between Batman and Superman, which totally works because they're very insecure. I I don't understand. There was no reason for the plan in the first place, really, and now it's kind of backfired on them. All they need to do is take Bruce and put him back in Gotham. And Lois is not going to pursue this relationship any further. Like, There's no reason to be betas, for lack of a better term. And while they're together, they get worried that uh, Lois is, is figuring out that Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent are Batman and Superman. Like She's caught on their trail somehow. So at night, Superman and Batman fly over to Gotham in their outfits. And they put he puts Batman on a rooftop and he hides in a corner. And everyone sees Batman. They're like, okay, good. They fly him back to the ship. And this is so unnecessary. They fly themselves back to the ship. And the next day while they're eating breakfast um, on the ship, they hear this report that uh, Batman was in Gotham last night. Because that's news. Yeah. Like, he didn't, like, stop anything. He was just, it was on a rooftop. He's on a rooftop, like, a lot. Like, that doesn't mean anything. And when they get off the ship to disembark... Uh, Bruce has dressed as Superman and has come and is, is sitting outside the ship waiting for Lois to to come for him. And what I don't understand, so basically she sees uh, Clark Kent behind her being Clark Kent. And right. then Superman Two Clark Kents, I'm seeing double. So it really it's just, okay, I, I, the man I thought was Superman is behind me and Superman's right in front of me. They're both in the same place at the same time, so they can't be the same person. However... The whole reason people think that Bruce or Clark and Superman are different people is one wears glasses and actually meek, while the other one's very strong and confident, and, and on and on on. But Bruce is always confident, and he never wears glasses. So shouldn't Lois just see him and be like, "Hey, Bruce, why are you wearing a Superman outfit?" Good question. <laughs> and they figure, okay, now everything's safe. They see Lois thinks that we're different people. You know, uh, you should go take Lois to uh, dinner. And Robin shows up out of fucking nowhere and be like, bye, guys. I'm going to take Lois out to dinner. See you later. And they both get cuckolded by Robin. And they both go, oh, no. Damn. And that's the end of it. It's... Boy's house. Do, 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 do. How do you, how did you like it? Um, I kind of liked it better when uh, Catwoman was in it. 
at least that story, Robin was taking on like five guys at the same time. Oh, wasn't he? <laughs> but it didn't. They didn't need Superman on this at all. They didn't need Batman on this no. at all. They could have been just themselves, and they could have stopped this guy much sooner. The fact that they didn't stop a guy that had a gun in the first place. Oh, we almost blew past that. They stopped the robber, and the reason he didn't shoot Batman was because he hid the diamonds in lead-covered, like shielded bullets. Yeah. So he didn't want to shoot the gun. You didn't have to have the whole gun. You could just have the bullets and not the gun, and then it wouldn't have been like there wouldn't have been like a full reason for like anybody on the ship to stop you or or confiscate your gun as much. The fact that no one just takes the gun from him in the first place, just as a from a danger standpoint, like Bruce should be all over this. Right now, he doesn't like guns. John, uh, do you know what the Constitution says about this? They have the right, right to bear arms. Yeah, these bear arms. It's it's they don't need either of them. Robin could have done this on his own. Like, to actually, the, it would have been a better story if he had. So let's not even give it any more attention. It's fair done. enough. I, I'm good. If I go any further, I'm just gonna have a hemorrhage no, and let's, die. Let's go to the other fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Up next is World's Finest number eighty-eight: Superman's and Batman's Greatest Foes. So, what can you tell me about our super team, Chris? That cookie was even better than the last one. Oh, um, it was from May 1957. Uh, that all we got? And it was in Detective Comics 80. I have been feeling good. <laughs> so our cover starts out with, in this issue, we get a list of DC contest winners. I hope it's us. <laughs> it's not. It's Superman, Batman, and Robin. And they're being challenged for some reason. And Superman, Bat, there's a sign over top of a giant crate safe thing. It looks like it's like the Art of the Covenant made out of iron. And Which a challenge, if you look at it, a challenge. Superman and Batman, open this if you dare, and we have to accept this challenge. John, 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 John. You need to learn something called dramatic reading. It says, "Open this if you dare." But it doesn't happen in the issue, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we have our splash page telling us about the story, and it's Lex Luthor and the Joker riding away in the Joker-mobile, and Batman's like, we gotta stop him. I don't know how Batman's flying in the air like he is. All three of them are, like, doing an action pose. Well, the Joker drives around in a ridiculous car. And, like, they're disproportionate to the background behind him for some reason. That's it. It doesn't... That's all. That's all it is. They're next to a Jenga tower. So, the basics of the issue is that Lex Luthor and Joker have gotten together to have pull Have gotten off out of prison, apparently legally. And they've decided we're going to go into business together. In fact, and really, they're just they're going to rob stuff, and they're going to mess with Batman and Superman while they have the chance. Oh, so we're really just... I'm, laying, I'm just laying out here. We'll point out, the, we'll point out the stuff that we find funny. But the idea is that... Well, that was a great issue. Let's uh, move on to the next one. What is that called? Let me find my piece of paper. I wasn't quite ready for this. We came pretty quick. The Composite Superman. Okay, let's go on. But the, the story is, is simply they want to be businessmen, and they're going to mess with Batman and Superman while they do it. And they keep setting up all these scenarios where they make either Batman or Superman feel foolish because all they're doing is a legitimate test in public and and endangering lives. And then that's it. They mess with them and then Superman, Batman win. And and that's essentially the issue. It's just so dumb. The issue, which... It's good, but it's dumb. 
The reissue, which was written by Edmund Hamilton, with pencils by Dick Sprang, and the inker was Stan Kane. I forgot. Hey, I remember Dick, Dick, Dick Sprang. Dick, 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 Dick Sprang. Yeah, it was a terrible accident when he sprained his dick. Did we do that joke? We had to have done that joke I'm, a couple I'm sure, times. I'm sure you've done that joke. The issue starts off with uh, Lex Luthor and the Joker in Metropolis ready to apply for a business license. And this is groundbreaking news for some reason. Holy shit, great Caesar's ghost. Caesar has died and his ghost is giving me a tip. Why do they always say great Caesar's ghost though? He says it so much. Don't they throw it into like fucking Justice League 2? You know, I think they do. I think they do. Like when Perry White, when Lawrence Fishberg is like, hey, I'm Perry White. Do you guys remember that? Oh, we're not focusing on my character. At least I'm not shot like Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> we did talk about Jimmy Olsen being shot. <laughs> I did like that, though. So, I, know gonna, I know he did. If uh, you're going to do it. So after they make this big press announcement, they leave away in the Joker's car. And Clark's like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to tell Batman about this right away. And he flies to Gotham. And instead of, like, knocking on the outside of his house as <laughs> Clark can. He's such an asshole. He, he doesn't knock on the outside at all. Like, hey, I'm Clark. Can I, can I come in? I got to talk to you guys. Instead, he drills through the fucking ground of the cave and pops up and goes, sorry to disturb you. You just put a hole in my fucking cave wall. Like, what are you doing? I didn't want anybody to be able to find your cave, even though I've just made an easy to get through tunnel. He doesn't cover his... He's such a dick. He causes like a fucking earthquake doing it, too. So... Like, hey, we got to get to the factory that the uh, Lex Luthor and the Joker have in Metropolis. We got to get there now. So the uh, I want my car, though, so pick that up. The dynamic duo are flown in their car by Superman. I don't know why the car was necessary. It wasn't. I think it's from uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, where it's like the Trinity by Mark uh, Warner, where like he... <laughs> He has Superman carry him in like a little briefcase thing that has bat wings on it because he doesn't like being picked up by him. And so like he clicks off and Superman's like, I can, I don't know why he does this. He knows I can see the little mechanism that he's going to click off. I know that popped in my head for some reason. That seems more demeaning actually. (laughs) Because it looks so stupid. It's like a little puppy being held in somebody's purse is what it sounds like to me. So Uh, they go over there and they have my, the best panel of the um, issue, which I just love the way that it looks like. Lex is um, more buff now, but he's kind of fat back in this day. And him and the Joker are just kind of like smiling at each other in these really awkward ways. (laughs) <laughs> mouths are open look like they're about to eat something they really get along much better than you think they would and there's not there's very little conflict throughout the whole issue like there's there's best buddies like just having the time of their lives you know because it's not like either of them are egomaniacs and luther's not like a genius and the joker's not completely insane the fact that they last this long is amazing actually. oh yeah they, they get along great so when batman and superman get over there to their factory which is just a J&L logo. Like, it's the laziest logo they could have made for their company. They specify, and they have the announcement, that they have made me- Mechano men. And they walk out, and they're just mechanical, real-looking men. Like, they don't make them robots. They make them look like humans. They're androids, almost. Well, they are androids. They're robots. Yeah, they are robots cyborgs that are made. Cyborgs, if they're human yes. and android. Okay. If they used to be a human and they've been augmented, they're a cyborg. If they are a automaton that is built in the shape of man. Yep. That makes them an android. So these like your datas. Data? That's not my name. That's not my name, man. She's such a bitch. All right, anyways. <laughs> so they, they bring out the mechano men and they display like 
They can be caught on fire. They can do all these miscellaneous tasks. They can do these things that you always see in comic books, which is turn steel into pretzels. And the whole purpose of them is, you know, we'll make and enough lick, of them. And lift big Godzilla boulders. Well, the, these are well on fire. These are meant to be used in places where it's too dangerous for regular people. You know, you can use them for the bottom of the seafloor. You can use them in all these dangerous work areas. The pretzel so, hut in a, um, a strip mall in Detroit. Aunt Millie's is going to love these guys. And when they do this announcement, and after they're done, they send the guys back inside. And as soon as they're done, uh, Batman and Superman are like, he's up to something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's up to something. So when they decide to do a 24-hour watch, and they take turns, like 12 hours at a time. And while Batman and, and uh, Robin are up on some random building, they see the Joker put a net over top of this random guy. And With the Joker net has on it. I was gonna say, he's so good at branding. And they get down there, and it's like, what are you doing? I was just putting one of my mechanical men in this net to do a test. You just look foolish. Why are you doing this test on a random street in public? You have this whole building that you could have used for these tests. Like, do you, They could have easily gotten him for not having a, the proper license to do like commercial testing on a random public street. Like They could have gotten him on technicality, and this issue would have been done by now. I don't know why, but I just keep looking, and I love the way that he's drawn the Joker in this one. The, his head, his hair isn't as long, but his jaw is very like upside down. It's triangle. just the classic Dick Sprague Joker, and I don't know, it's just doing it for me. So, geez, we could just blow through this. He's Joker almost hits somebody with the car that Joker has that has his face on it, and Superman saves him. It's like that's my mechanical You interrupted another test. You were gonna run over something on a public road. You could have hurt like an, a real person again. Like this isn't something you should be doing on a public street like this, you're still wrong for doing it in this way. But they just they just keep thinking, we're going to keep making Batman and Superman uh, look like fools. And, they- and just like how Batman has his side piece next to him, Superman's side piece, Lois, runs up to Luthor blasting a mountain with a laser and quick yanks it out of the way after it, like some guy's about to die from it. But it turns out that they were just testing the Mechano Man to see, could we drop a whole bunch of shit ton of rocks on him and he'd be okay? This is, Seems we can. This is another one of those tests that are made to make our heroes look foolish. But if they were legitimately trying to do these tests, they would have just had like a giant mechanical press in their factory floor, kind of like the one that crushes the Terminator. Why couldn't you just make a device like that to see what it could withstand? Putting a bunch of rocks underneath it, this is just a foolhardy way to do things, and no one's calling them out on these tests at all. Well, to be fair, they didn't finish the um, experiment where he was going to say, you're terminated. <laughs> he doesn't say that. She does. So they keep doing these things, and eventually we get this panel that I I don't know why, but for some reason, all of a sudden, like the art, like I fucking hated this story. Final judgments. Did you do? Did you do? I hate this fucking story. It's so stupid. The art is killing me though. I love it. There's just this scene where we see their office, and it's covered with Joker faces. It's like a big rug and like a big picture of himself. Why doesn't Luther get a say in the design of this place? Oh, man. So they decide, okay, you know, maybe we can get more information if Bruce Wayne goes there and they set basically a trap. As Bruce Wayne, he goes there and says, hey, uh, one of my companies lost a shipment uh, of hot pants. Of hot pants on like this uh, seafloor, ocean floor, like basically in a pier. Can you, you know, send those uh, mechano men to help get that stuff for me? It would really help. And they're like, sorry, we can't do it. We're not ready yet for that kind of thing. Call Aquaman, dickhead. Yeah. He's got sea lions that would love to do that. Technically, Animal Man could just show up and beat the sea lions and then get himself. He did do that. He did. But they're the clowns of the sea. 
<laughs> so they use this as a trap. They know that Luthor and and Joker are probably too greedy to not get this this resource. This, I think they're diamonds uh, from the seafloor. So they send them under there, and while they're under there uh, in the water, Superman kind of like waits for one of them to get caught in the seafloor. And then he pretends he dresses up like one of them and comes out with the rest of the mechano men and Lex Luthor and Joker kind of pissed like they didn't find anything. This is stupid. And they leave. And then with a truck full of sweaty men. <laughs> Clark pretends to be one of the mechano men and Luke, Luthor and Joker kind of figure it out. Well, because he's looking around and Joker goes, I just saw one of those assholes look around. They're not supposed to do that. What I don't get is, so they do a test. Like, they hit him with a mallet and a drill tip that could, like, <laughs> dent any metal, is what they say. And they're like, that one wasn't harmed at all. It's obviously Superman. But they whisper that in the room next door. Superman should still be able to hear that. He should know that yeah, the jig he, is up. Can he hear a moth farting, like, two miles away? He could hear a rocket from, like, three counties over. I don't understand this. They basically send the mechanical men again to bust through this building downtown and as soon as they see that they're going to like get the safe out of here, Superman and the rest of the team show up, or Superman reveals himself, the rest of the team shows up, and they're like, we caught you right in the act. Like, you were going to steal the safe out of here, and they're like, you idiots, we own this building now. Like, we had the permission to knock this wall down to get the safe out of here that we wanted to get. You look like, so we- stupid accusing former criminals that have done thousands of dollars worth of damage of doing crimes. To be fair, this is the one time where if they set something like this up, this is the time where they actually look foolish. Like, you should do more stuff like this, not try to hit a robot in the street with a car, because then there's an actual... It doesn't make... It's dumb. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. I'm getting so mad. So, they go to a amphitheater to show off their new mechanical men, which, let's face it, if they had just, like, stayed in business... They would be the richest. The, we would they'd be among the richest kings of Europe. That's the thing. It's it's so stupid to be a supervillain when if you just stayed on course, you'd be fine. Also, Lex did all this work. Joker is not programming any of these. Like robot. you, sh- you should know that the Joker probably came up with a lot of these plans. Lex should know that the Joker doesn't care about this. Like the Joker's motivation is to just mess with people. It's just to get money so that he can buy more equipment that has his face on it. Like, Lex shouldn't be going along with this at all. He also wants his own dinosaur and pennies. <laughs> so, so while th- while everyone's distracted at the amphitheater, uh, Lex and the Joker have really informed their me- or told their mechanical men to go and rob a sub treasury as opposed to a regular treasury. Yeah, because they want those delicious submarine sandwiches. So they pull kind of a Die Hard with a Vengeance thing, and they're going to steal a bunch of gold out of the treasury. And as soon as they do, Batman and Superman have shown up. And it's like, how? You were at the, the demonstration. Those were robots, too. When did you guys make robots and dress them as uh, Superman and Batman? You don't need to know about that. No, I, I patented that design. Why? What was happening? Why did you do that? Now nah, you don't need to know. So they tie them up, they stop them, and at the end of the issue, they're in a cell together already, not in their regular clothes, they're not in prisoner clothes yet, and they're like they're really going like head to head with each other. Like I hate you, I hate you more. You were friends up until like five seconds ago. Yeah, there was none of this. They're like they really if they built up animosity throughout the issue, it'd be more fun. But the mechanical men and how they use them. And how they try to make Batman Superman look foolish. Like, if you did another pass on that story, it would have been a lot better. It would have been totally worth it. And instead, it was just a lot of, there's no, you could have cut like five pages out of this. There wasn't any point. 
That's my final judgment. Your final judgment you already did. You were yeah. like, I don't, this is stupid. I don't care. So let's go on to some other book by some people. World's Finest, number 142, The Composite Superman. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, like the only um, Pokemon game I ever had was uh, Yellow. And Nintendo Power had, um, <laughs> I was awful at it. Nintendo Power had like this thing. It's like, oh man, if you get special ones, you can get this Pikachu that can surf. And it's like, why are you telling me about this if I can't get it? It wasn't like a cheat code. It was just like, oh, if you meet up at this certain place, you might be able to, like, every one out of a billion gets this. It's like, thanks, asshole. Oh, anyways. Oh, yeah. That's fine. 142. The Composite Superman. The Composite Superman. Chris's favorite story of the day. Written by Edmund Hamilton. With pencils, Edmund also wrote, well, like, all three of these. So there's uh <laughs> there is a recurring theme of shaming people in all three of these stories. Um the only difference between the first one and the other two is that like it was like the good person Lois that was doing it. Yeah, Lois was the first time it was uh Lex and also Joker deception. The time, like, there's like a lot of common themes in these ones. There's unnecessary there. steps to it, yeah. So the penciler was Kurt Swan and the inker was George Klein. And the issue cover starts off with this composite Superman that's being a dick, destroying the bat plane, saying, I'm going to be your third person. Otherwise, I'm going to tell everybody who you are. No, he says, I'm going to reveal your secret identities as Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. And (laughs) let me join you as a third partner. And Robin's like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm right here. What are you doing? Look at these creamy legs. You're telling me I'm not part of this team? So we get the, it's featuring the origin of the composite Superman, because I've already decided that this motherfucker's coming back. <laughs> and he has 20 more, he has more than 20 superpowers. And Superman's kind of covering the list, but some of them just seem very vague, and I assume that they're already established Legion's powers, but some of them's like, mastery of elements. Computer so? mind. Computer mind, that's Brainiac stuff. Elastic city. She it- has a whole city. Triplicate bodies. And um, whoever wrote this was very um, considerate because they're kerning it around um, Superman. They tried to a little bit, yeah. This is, for years, has been one of my favorite like old issues. When back when uh, I think I've mentioned this before, like my I was too lazy to do this, but like this whole podcast is because I always wanted to make like a blog where I just made fun of old comics, and this was one of the inspirations for that. But I was too lazy to ever do it. It's great, and it's just unnecessary at the same time. I think like what you're saying, like you. Just- just a bunch of things to make fun of. And the super, the composite Superman is very wide. Like, he's super wide. Like, they took, like, he took, like, like 55% of Batman, and he took, like, 55% of Superman, and his body's 110% wide. It, it's just, it's too much. So we get your two favorite heroes, <laughs> Superman and Batman and Robin. Robin doesn't count. <laughs> we need to kind of fix that. So we get, um... <laughs> We give the composite Superman standing in front of a bunch of Nazi salutes, giving his own. Well, they're legionnaires, but I don't think they're Nazi salutes. They're like, their hand isn't up, like straight up with like the back of the hand facing the sky. It's kind of like... He's kind of reaching forward towards the future. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, their hand's kind of up. get that or no? It's like softball kind of up is yeah. what it is, yeah. So we get into our thing proper. Batman and Robin, who are secretly Bruce Wayne and... What's his name? Dick Who? Grayson. Who's that? Robin. Who's Robin? He's There's the... only two heroes in this story. <laughs> 
So they come back to the um, Batcave to figure out that somebody has left a placard for him. I know your Batcave secrets and all your secrets. Meet me atop Black Mountain at noon tomorrow. He kind of put... I appreci- hugs, hugs, hugs. <laughs> I, I, he, does, he has the three X's. I appreciate the effort that he went to for this because he didn't just like put a note on like the wall of the Batcave or a desk or like on the dash of the Batmobile. He's like, I'm going to get a huge poster board. I'm going to write this out very nice and neat. I'm going to put it right against the Batmobile. And also, he didn't have to dig in there because there was always a big tunnel that he could go into. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how did he get in here? I can't figure it out. We already covered up that giant hole that uh, Superman left a few issues ago. Well, actually, a lot of issues ago. So Superman goes home to his Fortress of Solitude, and the door is ajar. And he's like, who could do that? I made a giant key and put it out front because only I can do it because I'm, I'm a fucking asshole. And he leaves the same thing. I know all your secrets. If you want... <laughs> A big placard again. He didn't even have to get in there. He just I, put a note on the outside. I love this one, though. I love your secrets. If you want to meet me. He's like, I'm sorry, Mr. If you want to. There was really no. He's like writing that note. It's like, you don't don't want it too bad. Don't want it too bad. They're not going to come if you do. Don't want it too bad. So the composite Superman jumps up, and they're on Black Mountain. <laughs> he just <laughs> busts the Yeah, he told him to meet me on Black Mountain, yeah. He busts the bat planes like, hi, I'm the com- you can call me the composite Superman. Their initial, I got a stupid fucking outfit. Their initial response is, but he has so many powers. How? It should be, oh my God. Like, it doesn't, like, he's just a freak. Like, it's, he has these abilities, and we're going to find out later that he has a, a bunch of abilities, but that he chose his appearance on purpose. It's like if a five-year-old made this. It doesn't make sense. Like, it's just... It's fifty percent. He looks like fifty percent Superman, fifty percent Batman, with a couple minor changes. Actually, he's got green skin, and because he has invisibility powers, only part of one arm is invisible. For well, some sometimes. Reason. Why have he make part of himself invisible? Is what I don't understand. It's only like when he shows up, so they can say he's got the powers of Invisible Kid. God, I hate the Legionnaires' names. So, anyways, I love this too because it's like not only is this like a Batman story, but like it's also like. Hey, kids, do you not know what we're talking about? You better start reading the Legion. All kinds of fun adventures there. And Jimmy Olsen, we'll get to that. Well, like we talked about, um, I think, two episodes ago, like the Legionnaires are a thing that if you like them, you really like them. And if you don't, you don't hate them. You just don't care. You have to be really into the Legion. Oh, also something I forgot to mention. Did you notice what was on Batman's chest? Ooh, he's got the yellow emblem now. Ooh, next issue. Yeah, I like that. That is so, very nice. Superman tries to see through his half face, his half cowled face, and he can't because it's lead lined. Even though, wait, first it's of all, his face. We know that his his appearance is because he has changing Jaundice. powers or chameleon powers. Gangrene. No, that's because of Brainiac. Oh, the green's because of Brainiac. The rest Gangrene's is a- from Brainiac. Brainiac's green. Brainiac oh, five. He, is he green. just gave me a look like you shout ahead. <laughs> So he, I like that he he has chameleon powers, but for some reason Superman knows that his part of his mask is lead lined. Like, why did he go to the trouble of putting lead behind the mask? I know he has like the ability to change material from like one substance to another, so he he put lead behind it. But what's the point? If you can look like anything, why put the lead there? To fuck with him. That's the reason they're doing all of this. But it's like an extra layer that's also, oh, so unnecessary. So, so we go next to I love. I like that. This like, happened like I'm gonna three be, times. It's the same as the cover. It's like I'm going to be your part of your team, or else I'm going to expose all your secrets. And like, fine, also, whatever. I'm going to push down Robin. I'm like, not that. So this is like the third time this has happened. But apparently, like 
in the world of Superman and Batman, when they make a movie, they like do it real. Hey, yeah, you guys, uh, we're gonna make a science fiction movie. You just want to like, uh, you know, make some like painted like back uh, backdrops so that we can look like big rockets, and then we'll have like a couple built sets somewhere else. No, 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 no. Let's make some real rockets. Cause I got this paper plane. Like Ed Wood just gave me this paper uh, plate that is tapped together, and it's like not that hack. <laughs> Glenn and Gunda, more like piece of shit. Let's just do big ones. We're gonna do no, no, no. I I gotta write this off for tax purposes. I can't just build a partial rocket set. Let's build some real rockets. I got some ideas. I was gonna make a joke about how expensive the Justice League movie was. Um, <laughs> so he he makes himself invisible and he fucks with the rocket, and then he shows up to um, show Batman and Superman up, and then Robin's also there. Yeah. So Batman, Superman. There are five rockets that go off, and they're off course because. Uh, they're very sophisticated. Well, Superman rockets. somehow composite Superman smart enough to know how to stage these things. Yeah, for a rocket well, he has that a shouldn't be mind. real anywhere. Yeah, fair enough. He's got Brainiac 5's kind of intellect. So, so Batman, who doesn't like guns, shoots the motherfucker out of the sky. Well, he doesn't like to shoot people. He doesn't mind shooting inanimate things, killing those below with a bunch of shrapnel. Shrapnel. And so Superman goes, "There's no way that fucker can get three of them at a time." He's like, "I could turn myself into three different people," but he didn't tell him that because he don't want him to know for some reason. Yeah, he's like, "I'll handle the other three. You guys just do your thing, whatever." So he comes back. He's like, "Sup, dicks? I did three of them. You guys suck." Yeah, he turns into three because uh, he has that multiplication power or triplicity. Pro- the the how are Multipl- they named it? Um, what's that movie? Multiplicity. Yeah, about the three um composite Superman. Yeah, but they don't call him that. They Take call- my baby, Steve. This summer, it's every Doug for himself. Jeez Louise, how many of you are there? Michael Keaton. Nobody has sex with my wife but me. Andy McDowell. Multiplicity. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> the only line from that movie. So he turns into the... Th- he copies himself, so he has three of himself. And then he uses Lightning Lad's powers. And then he has super strength like Monel, which is also a... That's uh, Superman. <laughs> That's Superboy. It's it yeah it, essentially his, isn't that like his cousin or like his alternate dimension? Um, I read a little bit on him. He's he's supposed to be uh, or he a, isn't he a Daxamite? He's a Daxamite. The okay. Rover is a Daxamite, which is but like I think a at super- one time he, they thought that he was Kryptonian. They, he has a couple different origins, and then the None other of them one quite like this origin. And the other one is Sunboy. Origin of the species. The other one is the powers of Sunboy, and he blows up the rocket that way. Fuck Did off. he just basically just radiate everything like? Just, guys, we can't live in this area. It's like a nuclear waste field now. It's just, there's radiation for things. Why doesn't radiation ever matter? I love the fact that he has to, like, name drop all these. He's so toyetic. He's, yeah, he's monologuing in his head. It reminds me of when I was a kid when I made up my own Superman, which his name was Mixture Man, and he had the power of all the superheroes, but he turned into, like, a copy of... The superhero, when he does, like, I'm Superman, he turned into, like, his own. This is, I'm such a shitty kid. <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm Superman now. But, no. like, I was a kid. This was done for an adult by an adult. Basically, the composite Superman's just like, I'm going to make these guys look like idiots every time. It's a whole Lex Luthor Joker thing again. And when our real, real heroes aren't around, the composite Superman goes, okay, I'm going to go to this giant restaurant, restaurant space needle tower, and I'm going to make part of the... Uh, part of the building tin so it's going to want to fall over easy and then i'm going to take the other part of the building and i'm going to make it into kryptonite using my legion powers so when superman tries to save the building he gets weak and he can't do it then i have to come in and save the day 
And that's what happens. And Superman feels like a real idiot. Like acting like a real asshole, Superman. Hey, Batman, I'm going to go with you on a crime. Let's go down the skylight. Oh, wait, I got, uh, I broke your rope so you look like a fucking asshole and you fell down. Yeah, with like Gravity Boy's powers or something. So they make, he makes them heavier Super so the ropes, fat. he makes them heavier so that the ropes snap. But shouldn't they have like gone through the floor and just like through the center of the earth and just they died? quite hurt. <laughs> yeah, they just shake it off. And while they're out, he uses Elastic Boy's powers, or Elastic Lad powers. These are such dumb names. And he knocks the crooks out and he saves the day. And then he goes back to his secret hideaway or whatever, and he reminisces about how he became Composite Superman. And it's basically, he was going to do this skydiving stunt one day, or this building, like, jump, like, base jump uh, stunt, and go into a pool of water, which would have killed him no matter what, but Superman noticed that the pool of water that he had was leaking, and that he definitely would have killed himself. And the guy gets real vindictive about it. Like, you're such an asshole. Because his idea was that, like, the world's been against him because he's supposed to be the world's famous high diver, which is not a sentence. And he was going to jump off a building into this fucking kiddie pool that he set up. But Superman's like, here, I'll give you a fucking job. And he's like, what an asshole. Yeah, it, He gives him a job at the Superman Museum being a janitor. I didn't know there was a Superman Museum. When did he turn to the Flash? I think there's like supposed to be like a su- uh, museum for all of them. Because there's like just a whole I think bunch that's of just a Hall of Justice. So... Ooh, I'm bored with this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually you love this story. I'm having a great time. So we go into the first thing he shows you is that um, he had a bunch of statues made of the Legion of Superheroes. That they made themselves? As like, but like instead of like actually being statues, they're fucking clones of them. Yeah, they do like some weird like. You know, you ever do like as a kid, like in elementary school, like the silhouette thing, like you know, they have a light on you and then they trace the shadow on the wall and they Seymour, do like, it's silhouette night. And that's what they kind of do, except they're like, they're like wax museum versions of themselves. And when they do this, they somehow like copy their powers. We're going to find out. But they, he brings as Superboy, he brings all these statues back to the past. So there's a little like a legion exhibit. Shouldn't this really fuck with the timeline? Like a lot. Like, everyone gives Barry Allen shit for restarting stuff all the time, but this is bad. Like, this is really bad. Did I tell you that, like, I watched the Flashpoint um, yeah. movie and I really enjoyed it? And then I read the Flashpoint stuff and I really enjoyed the Batman one and I didn't give a shit about the other stuff? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I also love this line. Later, Jimmy Olsen had them make a similar statue for him as a Lazdig lad since he'd become an honorary legionnaire. <laughs> There's no point for that. I don't give a fuck. They do a lot of stuff with... Maybe we should read an Olsen story at one point. They do a lot of stuff with Olsen. You choose those ones. <laughs> and they made him like Turtle Boy, and I think even in current or even in uh, more contemporary comics, he still does like a Turtle Boy sh- TV show in like some of the news channels and stuff like that. I know at least during the whole like Death of Superman story arc, he was he was Turtle Boy in some like kids show. There are two things I love about Turtle Boy: is a he's usually drawn like Gamera, and I love Gamera, and b. Um, there is, uh, I think it's, uh, Justice League. Just an episode starts out with them fighting Turtle Boy, but they don't, like, show that it was Jimmy Olsen. He just had a tuft of orange hair, and you're supposed to, like, if you knew, you knew it was him. Maybe that was Brave and the Bold. I don't remember which one. Uh, but either way, the, our, our man that Superman saved is now a janitor at this museum, and he's getting really mad about it. And he, he just looks longingly at a really weird, and this might have been an issue that I've never read. He just looks really longingly at a wax 
set of statues of Batman with a Jester's hat fighting Superman, and they look like they're really going at it in like an awkward way. Like, stop hitting my face. I love this one because it's like, yes, this is, this depicts one of Superman and Batman's greatest cases. Yeah, it fucking looks like it. It looks like they're just slap fighting. When Batman was bewitched and fought Superman, yeah, that would be a very tough fight. So it's at, it's at night. So they, yeah, they talk about that unnecessarily. Like, they don't need the panel at all. I just love it. Like it ends. It's like he ended by breaking his back, saying that he would break him, break him, break him. <laughs> so tell me how uh, our <laughs> our protagonist got his powers. <laughs> and somebody just goes, "Aren't they wonderful?" Like you'd say to like some kid. <laughs> how how did uh, our protagonist get their powers? Well, he was uh, working late one night at the lab when lightning struck and and. What are you doing? The monster mesh. Oh, no. I was doing, um, he wished he'd never gone to his lab to experiment that night when lightning flashed around him and time changed speed. Do you even know the song that referenced like four episodes? No. It's called The, ba- <laughs> the Ballad of Barry-, Barry Allen. No. Last two episodes, I've done a bunch of lines from it. Oh, God. So, anyways, so lightning strikes the statues. Lightning flashes and no mother dies. He can feel it coming in the... I don't know the words to that one. Cut that. So he gets flashed by lightning through the um, statues, and he finds out that he has powers. And he's so pissed off about the statue of Batman looking like a dickhead fighting Superman. He's like, I'm going to fucking get my revenge on Superman. And because he's so beloved, Batman as well, who's done nothing to me. Yeah, he gets really vindictive to both of them for some reason. That kind of catches us up to to who he is and why he's doing these things, even though it's a very flimsy excuse to want to be evil. And he has all the Legion's powers, which is okay. So before we get, that's the end of part one. And we get a small comic called Trixie. I knew you were going to do this. The greatest stunt man. It seems Trixie's got himself a new assistant. Who's always eating. Come on. We're on next. Trixie says, I'll be up on the trap, please. As soon as I finish this sandwich. I'll swing until I get enough memento. I'm ready, Trixie. Then do a somersault and have my assistant catch me. Apparently, he's like the composite Superman where he has to say everything he's doing. But, oh, no, he's going to fall to his death because the assistant has gone out to lunch. Who the fuck wrote that? I thought it was an ad for, like, you know, like Tootsie Rolls or or something. Like, they're going to try to sell me either a snack or something. Like, there's a reason why he wanted to eat so bad because this product is so good. No, need- it's just a standalone comic in the issue. It's not an ad. Just there. Captain Tootsie, away I go. Man, I wish it was Captain Tootsie. We would be so lucky if it were Captain Tootsie. John, we're coming up on the cream pot. I meant not the cream pot. <laughs> well, there are cream pot pies out in the world. It's not just sexual. But yeah, that's where I always think when I see those now. Um, we're getting into the fruit pie um, generation pretty quick. We'll have plenty of fun with this. So once again, we, find, we see our two favorite heroes, Superman, Batman, not Robin. Being browbeaten by the composite Superman who tells that he's going to reveal the secret identities to him. And Superman says, how could we possibly fight him? And by we, I mean me, because I have all the powers and Batman doesn't have shit at this point. Hey, okay, we're going to meet up at the Batcave, but we're going to leave in super dire- uh, uh, separate directions so that composite Superman doesn't know what we're doing. And they forgot that he has all the Legion's powers, which they kind of knew anyway. And well, he they kind of don't know that, though. He just kind of shows he's been hiding a lot of them. True, but he's, he's a dick. But it shouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. They see this guy, and Clark knows that he's exhibiting a lot of Legion powers. He should be like, he could have 
any number of powers. Maybe I should use my X-ray vision, even though he's in, or my heat vision, or something. He should be able to he shouldn't he be able to hear his heartbeat? Something, yes. anything. He has other powers besides just regular vision and telescopic vision. Like they should have been able to know he was there. He uses Supergirl's powers. He's like, oh, oh I'm suddenly attracted to composite Superman. What's this? <laughs> Somebody's attractive cousin. She was a legionnaire. Yeah, she had a, she had a statue. Yeah, like those statues gave him the power of Mon El and Supergirl. And technically speaking, shouldn't they give him the powers of Superboy as well? I don't think they made they didn't make a statue. Yeah, he was a legionnaire. He should be unstoppable. Jeez, yeah. Instead, he's just being petty. He just wants to ruin. <laughs> he could have the whole world. Instead, he's just like, well, I better shrink down and disguise myself as this Joker. While he's invisible, here's their plans. Like, I'm going to get to the Batcave first and disguise myself. And he gets to the Batcave, and he shrinks himself through a giant locked door through, like, a keyhole. Why is that iron door on, like, a cliff wall even there? Like, wouldn't they just draw attention to, like, hey, there's something inside here? That shouldn't even exist. Like, there should be, like, a rock over top of it or something. Like, it's just like, hey, guys, there's a secret cave over here. How do you know? Well, it's an iron door on this uh, cliff wall, so. Also, like, when he walks in, there's, like, a giant magic eight ball. The (laughs) guy that's drawing is like, he has a bunch of crazy shit that's big in there. Isn't there an eight ball in there? And he's like, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, I'm sure. So he hides himself in one of the Joker's outfits. Like, he just becomes invisible and intangible and he just pretends that he's the joker statue and when he's there we're at sitcom level where it's like hey hey guys let's tell you the plan but we'll cut away from it so we cut to superman getting shot by um green missiles and everyone is like oh he must be getting hit by kryptonite uh they're killing superman oh no uh, uh batman is coming to save him and robin's like i'm here too and while they're trying to save Superman, they both go down and they crash into the water. And Composite Superman's like, I know what's going on. I'm going to track where these uh, missiles are coming from. I don't know. It's lead line, but I got superpowers that are better than lead because I have a bunch of stupid Le- Legion Legionnaires powers. Yeah, he basically has like Lead plot. is not available in the future. He has like plot armor on him, basically. Yeah, so he's he can do full whatever of plot he, armor. Whatever he wants to do, he can do it. So he finds where the trajectory was coming from, and he goes to where Superman and Robin were loading up a a giant gun, I guess, cannon. What would you even call that? They're loading up giant artillery that looks like kryptonite, but re- isn't really. And they, he, uh, Composite Superman walks in on them, and it's like, and they're like, oh no, I guess we're gonna have to. And so, <laughs> my favorite bit is that they change back into their civvies while like he's apparently watched them, and they're like crying. It's like, do I have? Yeah, to? it's like if you guys ever come Superman and Batman again, I'm gonna tell everybody your secret. You can't be a hero anymore. That that's what he does. Is his and Bruce vengeance. Wayne has like an ascot. I do. He's French. <laughs> Little ascot. So they're like, okay, well, if we can't be Superman and Batman anymore, we're going to have to do what we can as Clark and Bruce to to find out who this guy is and any information that we can. So they try to to figure out what he, the composite Superman's doing at least. And they realize that he's taking all these materials and he's either gathering them or creating them and bringing them all to this one mountain location. And like, okay, something's going on over here. We're going to fly as Superman and Batman to find out what's going on. Keep in mind that he has the ability to change elements at will. He doesn't need to he gather need as much to, as to mine for this stuff. But he builds himself a fortress made out of all the glitters and gold. 
A real composite castle. It's a composite castle with a giant globe of him just like basically having sex with it. (laughs) He walks in. It's like, oh, okay. He's just kind of dry humping the globe. He's like, a great figure of the composite Superman dominating the world. So this is what he dreams of. No shit. Oh, and we we skipped over the fact that like to get Batman in there, Superman like smothers him in his cape to get him there super fast. He never did that before. Never had to. So he has a diamond throne, and Composite Superman comes in and just starts beating the fuck out of them. So Composite Superman comes in, and he just, like, pretends to be part of, like, the statues around everything and gets a drop on, like, Batman. He's just in a... He has, like, a statue of himself in a uh, in a weird glass dome, and he just jumps out of there and, like, shocks Batman. And then there's another uh, room somewhere else where he's now sitting on a throne of a, a bunch of planets. Apparently, he's always he's going to take over the galaxy as well. And he jumps out of the chair and starts attacking Superman. Like he's just he's pretending to be a statue of himself wherever he so goes. So many layers. I love this guy. So he beats the shit. He um, grabs a ring from one of the models, makes it kryptonite, puts it over Superman, and then basically just drops both of them. And he's like, "Go fuck you guys," and like leaves them to die. No, he was like he wanted to take them and expose them. But he started losing his powers. Oh, that's right. He started losing his powers while he was flying them over. And he's like, I gotta get my powers. I'm just gonna drop them here. And Batman, to his credit, is smart enough to get the Kryptonite away from Superman so that they can save them both. So great. And meanwhile, the composite Superman's like, I'm losing my powers. I need to get them back quick. I need to use Lightning Lad's um, abilities, zap these statues that have been embedded with Legion powers so I can regain all my powers before they're gone. And it's like, shit, my, my lightning lab powers are gone. Oh, I'm turning back to normal. I'm starting to forget what's happened to me. And he starts writing a note before time is out. And uh, Batman and Superman are, are start talking. We've, we searched everywhere. We can't find them. What's happened to them? Question mark. And the guy... So the question mark. The question the mark, mark doesn't know. And our, our composite Superman has gone back to his basic... Human nobody His nerdy self. little cuck with a bow tie. <laughs> Sorry. And all he sees is a note that he wrote himself, and it says, when you stand before the superhero statuettes, well, they're not and statues. lightning strikes them, and then it trails off. Uh, like, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't finish it. It's like, they got these soft, chewy pretzels when here. You go to the castle, when you go to the castle, uh, uh, castle, arg. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't finish the note, and he forgets. So he doesn't remember all these things that happened, and that he was a very vindictive dick. And he just kind of drops off the map. And then, like, will they ever see him again? And I'm pretty sure they do. They do. They do. <laughs> will we ever cover one of his stories again? Probably not. Won't live up to the hype. I think the closest thing that we'll ever get to is maybe that, uh, that Superman-Batman story that Loeb did. Maybe. Oh, I don't think so. I said maybe. Well, maybe with the composite Superman robot, because... That part was Superman robot. How did yeah, you? You obviously really liked it. Good, great story. Why? Why did you like it? Just because the guy being a dick? Oh, he's so petty and like he goes like he could have the entire world, but he just does it to fuck with people. He should have really been. Why didn't he use his brainiac ability before he did all this vindictive stuff and been like, okay, how do I get these powers? How do I keep these powers? Because good is stupid. I mean, evil is stupid. But here's the thing, Brainiac, Brainiac 5 is a good guy. Should have having all these powers and having this mental capacity be like, okay, I can be evil, but I can also be something else. Like, wouldn't that balance him out to some degree? I think just his humanity stays in there and makes him enough of a dick. He's uh, just a dick. 
I like the story more than the other ones, but it was a more of a what the hell is this guy thinking? Oh kind my of god, reasoning. it's great, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. And then you look at the next one. It's a surprise feature called the Flame Dragon from Krypton. Oh, let's start that one. No, let's not. Um, <laughs> so that's it for this issue. I hated the first two and loved the last one. You picked them all, too. I know. I actually like the um, the Joker-like stuff. I mean, I, I had the same problems with it that I have with the composite one of why I keep setting them up. Why not just get to the end point? And, like, there's no reason for all these in-between steps. The one I didn't like as much was our, our first story because they're just on a boat. Not much to it. They're on a boat. But I did like composite, and I did like the... Are you going to have the um, Batman, intro Superman, song? Batman, Superman, Are you going to have the intro song just be, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. I didn't think of that. You don't make up the drops. I make up the drops. Okay. <laughs> so with that drop out of the way, let's drop on in to next issue. Next issue, we're going to be taking a leap forward into the 80s. For a special look at Batman Superman's post-crisis relationship from Man of Steel number three, One Night in Gotham City. We're going from the 60s to the 80s. Like You're giving me some whiplash on this one. We're looking at this one, A, because I don't find myself caring enough about the rest of um, World's Finest. We've gotten a nice little cross-section of some of those stories. But also, I just kind of thought that we'd throw a little, like, a modern take on Batman Superman. We're going to see Superman a little more, but I think that this is just kind of like our it's Batman Superman It's a nice, Superman like, contrast. Block. Yeah. So, John, why don't you tell these fine folks how they can reach us? Listeners can find us on Twitter. We are at SACBatPod. You can use the hashtag RobinsRegulars or SACBatPod. I like Robins Regulars better. Do that one. Or you can email us at sac.alfred at gmail.com. We'd love to hear suggestions for episodes, the artwork that you've made made of our heroes, anything really. And SAC episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. I said Spotify, those pretentious, stupid little... Move on, move on, John, move on. You can also find a full list on our website listed in the description. And with that, I have been John Pfeiffer. I've been Chris Winia. Yeah, I have. Life is full of betas here in Cuckberg. Betas. Cuckberg. Beta. Cuckhold. Cuck with a bow tie.